And in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guide to the Grind, where we discuss all things from mindset, momentum, and money. Jonathan Tilger is joining me today, one of Canada's top mortgage brokers, the Frank to my beans. JT, how are you today? Uh, I, <laughs> well, I let me start with I'm phenomenal today. I'm thrown off by your intro, just the uh, the frank to your beans. But I started like, okay, where do I go with that one? But I am I'm absolutely phenomenal. It, as as you know, and it probably won't be coming out on this day, but um, but it is my birthday today. So I was going to uh, say it for you. <laughs> so I I am feeling. Uh, feeling a new lease on life today i feel like uh there's like a new focus uh and just ready ready to go with stuff feel awesome how about you uh every day above ground is a good day my friend um i i i, I feel good i feel good <sighs> jt it's uh it's been a couple of weeks we've taken a little time off um you know life has gotten in the way the last couple of weeks but that's okay we're not on anybody else's schedule. I'm just glad we got back into the swing of things, back in our normal schedule today. There's some things going on in the world. Um, we're not going to discuss most of them because most of them just suck. But uh, especially in the mortgage world, right now we're seeing a lot of uh, tumult. And I'm a big believer that anytime there's change, there's a lot of opportunity. And it's funny because I was talking to uh, one of our mortgage team earlier today, and she was thinking that, you know, mortgage rates going up is a really bad thing and that nobody's going to be buying. And it's funny because I'm like, we've been conditioned over the last, say, 10 years of boom for, um, for people to be thinking about the buying sector of the mortgage market, which is a large portion of it, I'm sure. But there's also a lot of different ways to, to work with the mortgages. There's there's refinances, there's lines of credit, there's all different stuff that you do to help people make sure they're they're taking advantage of the times. But do you believe in this time of raising rising mortgage rates, there's a lot of opportunity for um, first of all, mortgage agents or mortgage brokers like yourself, but also for retail people, for people that are buying homes, selling homes, uh, living in homes. Do you think there's a lot of opportunity or is it a time of scarcity? Well, the first thing that I think is uh, the first opportunity I'm going to say is that I think we'll, well, I'm really hoping we'll wait and see how it plays out, but I'm hoping this brings a more normalization to the real estate market. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is, is for the last, I mean, especially the last four or five years, there are the, the real estate market's been moving at a pace that for anybody who wants to get into the market, it's been crazy. I mean, when every house is, I mean, getting 14, I mean, not every, but the majority of houses are getting like 14, 15 bids. You look at a house price, it's listed at 750, it sells for 1.2 million. They're, they're, it made it very challenging for people to get into the market. Mm-hmm. And let's face with what you're back to what you're saying about interest rates. What are we returning to right now with interest rates? I think we're returning to our pre-2008 normalization because we've really gone. I mean, you said it's been about a little bit over 10 years, actually about been, I think about 14 or 15 years where we have been in these emergency interest rate environment, which has led to. I'd say it's led away from fundamentals and investing has led to way more speculation. Mm -hmm. 
So what I'm hoping comes out of this is that we get back to more a fundamental style of how people look at real estate, how people buy real estate, and just investing in general. So it, as far as the opportunity, the opportunity is to get back to a more normalcy where people can actually take the time to analyze instead of, well, you got to jump on this right now. If you don't, uh, as of two o'clock this afternoon, there's going to be 10 bids on it, which doesn't give you the time to really analyze an investment. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, one of our, our realtor friends sent me a video about uh, listing brokers versus uh, buyer's agents. And uh, it, it was quite funny. It was like they were begging the uh, listing agent just to, to take their call and uh, to just to see the house. The people wanted their dog and their uh, car and they wanted to be able to move into their house for a couple of weeks. And it was it was hilarious. It's obviously satire. But we can't sustain a market like that. Like it's just not a, it's not, a, it's not possible. And I don't want to talk about speculation on whether there's going to be a correction or anything like that. The fact is we know what times are right now. <clears throat> to well, me, it's year over year appreciation. This double digit, as you say, it's not sustainable long-term. Yeah. Now, Hey, there's lots of people who've made money in this period. Anybody who uh, was a, a boomer who had a house, that they wanted to get rid of and they didn't wait too long. They probably made a mint on that and they were able to move, you know, downsize. And that's a great timing for them. But uh, it, it's funny because I was talking about this. I think we were talking about this yesterday, actually, when we were on our team call, how there's a, a, a one corner uh, near Grimsby, Ontario, that has three houses listed on that same corner. And they've been sitting there for weeks, which is something you wouldn't have seen a couple of months ago. Yeah. And it's, it's just interesting to see how quickly that market turns. Now, I don't think I, I, I think there's also always going to be pockets of opportunity. You can't say the entire market is doing one thing. But what can people do right now to help protect them against the future? I know we, you've got an event coming up and this is kind of what we're talking about to prevent. I would say, how do you say it? Interest rates don't really matter if you don't owe them any money. Is that a fair yeah, way to it, say things? Exactly. I mean, they, they still matter to an extent, but the, but it's not as big. If, if you've got a smaller mortgage, it's way less of an effect on your life. Yeah. Uh, whereas, or no mortgage at all. Exactly. Because if you, if you go back the, however many years, people are just like, well, you just want to borrow as much as you can because the money's so cheap. So the, the days of cheap money, it looks like it's coming to an end. Mm -hmm. I, I can't say 100% because I don't have a crystal ball. And as I've jokingly said many, many times, if I had a crystal ball and I could tell you exactly what rates we're going to do, I wouldn't need to be selling mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it looks like the days of cheap money are coming to an end. So as you're saying, it's it, so using strategies that work on helping you pay down your mortgage and get rid of it faster would have great benefit to a lot of people right now. Mm-hmm. And you are alluding, obviously, to, yes, the event that we have coming up, our Mortgage Mastery event, yeah. uh, where we're going to show people a strategy that, that basically it's, I'll say, not using additional cash flow from their pocket, but a strategy that, that will or can help people pay off their mortgage or pay it down in a significantly less time, which can potentially save uh, really hundreds of thousands in interest over the life of their mortgage. So let, let's talk about this thing because, <clears throat> excuse me, I've seen this before. Um, you know, I don't, I, I, it's not an original idea. 
I'm going to pull the, the curtain back. You're going to see the wizard here. This isn't a, you know, we didn't come up with this idea. You didn't create it, but you've certainly taken it to a, a whole different level than I've seen it before with the mortgage calculators that you uh, have, have put together and the simplified way of understanding it. The first time I saw this, this type of strategy, I was flabbergasted. Uh, I, I often say that I, I saw a woman walk up to the presenter literally uh, and at the end of the presentation and say, I want to give you all my money right now. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I was like, that is the best thing I, I, on this planet that I've ever seen is someone just say, I want to give you all my money right now. That is truly the power behind this strategy. It's not necessarily the person delivering it, but the strategy itself that creates so much power. And then you've been able to put your own spin on it with what, 15 years in the business. Yeah. You've been able to take this down to it because I know here's what's great about it. Everyone that I've ever seen do this before was um, not mathematically inclined to the level that you are. That's what I love about it. Without explaining too much because i don't want to get into the whole thing here can you kind of discuss the principle behind the math what makes this so powerful uh in the first couple of years really the uh really the the big thing with it is it's understanding and and that this is this is one i guess it's a shift in how you look at your bank accounts mm -hmm. Because everyone, or I shouldn't say everyone, the majority of people, how they set things up, they've got their mortgage here. They've got their checking account here. And then after that, they've got a savings account. Mm -hmm. And so it's learning to, to recognize that there are other accounts that can function like a checking account. The big one being a, uh, a line of credit. And so by using the line of credit as your checking account and it, the majority of checking accounts can function in a line of credit, meaning that your paycheck you receive from work that gets direct deposited, you can have that set to direct deposit into, into your line of credit. And because the line of credit, it uses what's termed average day, daily balance to determine the interest that's charged on it. By having your, instead of having a positive, so a negative, you owe money here, you got a positive balance here, you owe money over here, or another positive balance. And you use these positive balances to effectively pay down the mortgage and then use your pay coming in. It, it, it got very confusing. <laughs> I look on your face. But, but at, at the end of the day, this, this is where it, it, it's tough. It's tough to just talk about this way, but it's basically it's using the line of credit and the power of a line of credit and to effectively lower your overall interest costs because you're paying interest on the average daily balance based on the, based on the balance. So what if I say it this way, would this make sense that you're using um, the bank's own interest strategies against them? I don't know necessarily against them, but you're using them to your advantage. Okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Um, that, that, at, that's a good at, way to say it. At the end of the day, the bank is still getting their interest. So, so it's not like, okay, you're fighting, you're actually using things to their advantage and you're creating, uh, you're creating a situation where you have more assets available to be able to use for things that you want and big, big strategies and using it to invest to further your financial situation. You know, and just if there was one thing I could really get people to understand um, at the retail level, it's structure. 
How important is structure when it comes to your financial world? Oh, it is, especially when you get into the mortgage world. Uh, I mean, people, I know the, if you just want to have one property, structure can be important. But if you really look and say, hey, real estate is something I see as part of my investment strategy, then structure is incredibly important because I've seen people go around, well, I get this one here. I wanted to get the best rate. They're fight to save 0.1% on the rate, which will save them a little bit of money. But suddenly they've tied their hands where now they can't buy any, because of how that's done, they can't buy any more real estate through, through traditional means. So mm-hmm. while they saved a little bit on that one mortgage, it can tie their hands in the future and limit what they can do in the future yeah. at lower rates. Um. I also look at it like uh, um, not just structure as as it applies to properties, but your entire financial picture. And we're not obviously financial planners. We're not giving any advice on that stuff. But when I first got into the business, I understood I had a hard lesson. I learned how poorly my mom was structured when she passed away. There's a business to dying. Nobody really talks about it, tells you about, but when uh, all the bills start coming in and all the accounts need to be settled and all of that stuff, you really learn a lot about um, the person that, that has passed away. And the thing that I saw was she was carrying debt on a credit card while having money in savings and owing a mortgage on the house and having a line of credit. And I was like, I, I didn't know any of the stuff that I know now. She was in dire financial circumstances. I mean, she wasn't going to lose the house or anything, but she was never going to be able to retire or anything like that. Knowing what I know now, especially about the strategy that you speak of, mortgage mastery, all of the tools already existed in her toolkit to be able to make this like a massively uh, uh, advantageous system. But instead, because this was here in the wrong spot and being carried here too long and all of those things, um, she was not getting ahead. Whereas if she was following the rules just a little bit better and just structured this money over here and using the line of credit for this thing, it all would have made such a difference with the same thing she already had. That's what I find crazy about people's structure. Yeah. Excuse me. A lot of people already have the things in place. They're just not using them properly. So not only do you need the structure, but you need the strategy with the structure. And with that, I mean, I'll just go back to uh, part of it is there are, I'll just call them unethical salespeople out there who try and push things. And, and the first time I actually heard about this strategy or strategy like it was a couple of years. I mean, I was only in the mortgage business for about two, maybe three years at that point there. And it was approached to me in such a way by someone who was a salesperson, but not a mortgage person. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to sell a software that would go through and do all this stuff, but they were trying to sell the software and not the structure. (laughs) And so effectively it's, well, if you pay this much, then you get this software that will manage all this for you. Uh, So At the time, because of the way it was introduced to me, I was completely turned off by it. Yep. But it's one of those things that stuck in the back of my head. 
And as you said, uh, when I started talking to you about it, you introduced me to some other sources who have talked about something similar. So did a little bit of homework, checked out these other sources, checked out a few things. And then you're right, built, built, built calculators, built that software that they had. I just, uh, I mean, I am a math person. So I was like, okay, I know how to do this stuff. Uh, but I really, love getting those calls from you because you get so excited about Excel sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so really it's, we're, I'm not trying to sell a software or anything like that. Effectively, it's, I can show people how this works. If they'd like to use me to help structure their, their mortgage world, I'd love to do that. Because as you say, I know how to put the structure together the right way. So once it's set up, they're good to go. Yeah. And that's the thing is it, it it's, I don't want to say it runs automatically. You have to be disciplined and, and continue to do things the right way, but it's it's actually pretty simple at the end of the day. And, and when, when you say about you got to be disciplined and part of the discipline is it will build up equity that you, you can then use. It comes down to how you use that equity. If you use that equity to help you get further ahead, as opposed to just, well, I can use this equity and now I can go on this trip. I mean, great if you want to do that, but if you just use it to just consume more and, and puts you actually in further financial situation, it's not the best thing. But if you use the discipline to, hey, we do this, do this, do this the right way for a few years can build up huge, huge gains down the road. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, well, well that that's in potential interest savings and the equity built up can be even further. I mean, wow. the, the additional equity built up uh, in some of the scenarios that I've, I've run can be like two, three, four hundred thousand dollars in, in 10, 15 years time. That's a significant amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're doing other things with it, like investing and growing a portfolio. Yeah. And it's, it's not an instantaneous thing. It's not like, well, I do this and then next month or even next year, you're going to have all this stuff, but it's a cumulative effect. It goes back to the quote. And when I do the presentation, I start with the quote, which is most people overestimate what they can do in one year, but greatly, greatly underestimate what they can do in five to 10. And mm -hmm. this is exactly what the strategy is. If you look at it for one year, it will do a little bit, puts you a little further ahead, but it's the accumulative effect, the compound effect that this brings that five, 10 years down, down the road can save, as you said, tens or hundreds of thousands of interest while building hundreds of thousands of dollars in additional equity. It's a crazy, it's crazy to think that things like this exist and people just aren't aware of them. Why doesn't everybody know about this, Jonathan? Well, it was one of the questions. I know we did our, our first presentation on this, kind of our, our test run a few weeks back. And one of the questions that came out going, why have I never heard of this before? And I think it's just because the information, really, if, uh, if you take the time to research it, it's there. But most people, most people in the mortgage world Number one, they don't understand it. So they're not going to take the time to educate someone. On, they don't understand. The few who do, uh, again, there's a handful of people talking about it, but not very many. It, I think the main thing is most people just don't understand this. They don't understand how the numbers work and how making a few small changes and how things are structured, what a difference it can make over time. It's, uh, it is pretty substantial how quickly you can get ahead with this stuff. Why do you think most people don't do it? Number one, I think most people don't know about it. And they, they're not working with someone who has educated on them on, on uh, something like this. Okay. 
that's fair. You know, that that's an interesting thing too. Um, one of the things that I've learned over the years, um, information does flow freely nowadays, but it doesn't flow in every direction. Sometimes you need a conduit for it to flow into a different direction. Um, wow, that was an interesting analogy. As I spoke it, it came out. Uh, <laughs> because I've done a lot of motivational speaking and, and a lot of stuff on psychology and, and neurolinguistics programming sort of stuff. But um, I always found it interesting. I learned all of this stuff from somebody else or from a number of people. And yet when I speak it, people look at it like it's brand new information. Do you find that a lot when you're telling people like to you and I, I've seen this uh, more than once, uh, maybe a thousand times. And it just makes sense to me. Like it's very, pretty common sense at this point, which is like the kind of curse of the no curse of knowledge. But do you see like a, a wide eyed view in people's uh, or like a doe eyed view in people's eyes when they uh, when they first see this information? Well, I, I think the biggest thing is uh, the probably the two biggest reactions I get are, yeah, just that one. Why have I never been told this before? Uh, and and also just it usually takes someone a little bit till they can fully grasp the power of what this is mm -hmm. because you go through, as you say, you run through and most people who see it once it, okay, wait a second. I got to see that again because I kind of get it, but I don't, un I don't fully understand it, but I want to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, just back to what you were saying about the, uh, the information flowing freely. The good thing about information flowing freely is, hey, it's available. If you to put in the time, you can learn it. The bad thing with information flowing freely is there's so much information available that you've got to wade through. It's, it's not just like, hey, it's not just like someone said, here's this book, turn to page 27. That's exactly what you're looking for. It's they kind of say, here's the library. On one page in that library is the information <laughs> you're looking for, which that's what it feels like right now with information out there. There is so much information. There's so many people sending messages uh, and there's so many different messages that you've got to wade through a lot of it to really find out, hey, what are the parts that will be most applicable to you in your situation and what can be most beneficial to you? So there's two things I kind of want to talk about. Um, first thing is going to be timing. And what made you really want to do this right now? And then the other, the other part is the, the entire system, the, you know, the fact that this is just part of where you take your clients. Cause I think that's a really integral part of understanding this. Like it's not just a, a one and done. This is part of a larger strategy. So let's talk about timing because this is a pretty new thing for you. Um, you got really excited about this. I remember getting the phone calls like, Hey, we need to be doing this. This has been stuck in my head for a while. And it was really, I think, with the last mortgage hike, uh, mortgage rate hike, not, not, sorry, not the last one, the one before that, where you're like, look, people are going to get screwed if they don't pay attention to what's going on right now. There's a lot of people who are barely affording their mortgages. So they need something to help them get out from under, under, uh, under their mortgage. What is, what is, what inspired you to think about that? What, what, well, uh, it was, I mean, it was really a series of conversations. It was, um, I mean, I'll just uh, mention Nancy's name. She's, she said it because Nancy, who's on, on our, our team, who formerly worked at the bank, 
mm-hmm. or uh, well, just I'll just say one of the banks. I'm not going to say which bank she worked at, but she formerly worked at one of the banks. And she mentioned that she had a few clients who she worked with, who she recognized that they handled all their stuff through checking or through uh, through lines of credit, and they didn't actually have a checking account. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of put a curiosity bug in my head. And I started thinking back and then I was actually speaking with another, uh, I'll say prospective client. He never ended up becoming a client, but just, we had a few conversations and as we're having these conversations, things just started like clicking and lining up as I'm talking with him and I'm starting telling him about these various things that I sort of heard pieces of it. And as I'm saying, I'm kind of like saying it as if, as if I'd known it for all for a long time. And I, as I'm saying, go, wait a second. I'm saying stuff new here. I'm like, wait, this, this, this is, this is pretty cool information. (laughs) That's great. And so was it really like just the, the interest rate hikes that made you think about that? Or was it because people were getting worried about the interest rate hikes? I think people getting more worried about it. And I said, things were things lined up that I, that, okay, wait a second. Then of course my, my step is I can't now talk about it until I confirm that everything actually works and how it works. And that's yeah, where I, I took a step back and let's build some calculators and spend a bit of time doing that. It's all right. Now we got something. Yeah. I got like the nerdiest call ever where you're like, I have to show you this Excel sheet. I'm like, oh God, I hate Excel sheets, but it's pretty friggin' impressive. <laughs> 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 you do know how to work those things like a freaking machine. I love it. Um, let's and so, talk. And, and, so the, the, and I'll just say it's not a, it's not a one size fits all. It's not just, hey, you do this and you put out no, this money. It, it's really you've got to go through. And and part of our job then becomes, I mean, putting the right mortgage structure, mortgage structure with line of credit in place is part of it. But then it's really figuring out, OK, on sort of, I'll, I'll just say yearly basis. It could be different time frames based on comfort level. But if we'll just say yearly basis, just figuring out how do we want to structure it each year? And it really comes down to what is, as a household, what's your budget? What's your cash flow look like? And us taking the time to work with you to figure those numbers out. It's not just, uh, hey, you do this and you pop this over here and that's it. And you forget about it. Because if you use the wrong numbers, you can actually put yourself in a worse financial situation, which is the last thing I want to do for somebody. Yeah. And that's part of why we're not really giving away the strategy on here uh, because we really want to be able to interact with you personally to make sure that you don't get it wrong because uh, working the right way, it's super powerful, but I don't want anybody coming back and saying it didn't work because we didn't set to help them set it up. Right. Um then let's talk about the larger strategy, Jonathan. You just kind of alluded to it, but it's part of the three-step strategy of helping people pay off their mortgages faster and saving a whole buttload of money. But then talk about step two and three in the process, like the whole mission of the mortgage brokerage. Yeah, so... Sorry, mortgage team. Mortgage team. Yes, yes. So it really comes down to, as you say, that our, our three pillars we're standing on. I mean, pillar one is, hey, how do you pay your mortgage down faster building up equity? And then step two is how can you use that equity? So we then talk about really how you can work on, and this is part of the part, part of, it can be part of the same process, but it's a little bit different as well, is how can you use this to now make your mortgage tax, tax deductible? Because as we all know in Canada, our mortgages on our principal residence are not a tax write-off. 
Yet, if you use certain strategies, you can work on converting your mortgage over to make it a tax write-off. <laughs> and so then, then the third step after that is then how you can use the power of really leveraging in other people's money and buying real estate. How can you use that to further both yours and your family's financial future? Yep. And it's figuring out what your goals, what your objectives are, and how you can use the power of, as I said, other people's money through real estate to help put, uh, really help put some financial pieces in place to help build the future that you want. Yeah. I mean, really, it's, it's about helping people get out of the workforce, right? Yeah. Help your money, and, and, you know, go from, and, sorry, go ahead. And, 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 not, and not out of the workforce as in, hey, you're out of the workforce, because ultimately, I believe that people need to contribute back to society and being in the workforce is part of it. But putting, getting people out of the position where they need to go to work today, otherwise their family won't eat tomorrow. Getting out of that, you're, you're, you're creping and basically you're taking a job that you don't necessarily want because this is what you need to make to make things work. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I strongly believe that uh, that people need to contribute to society. Part of that is through working mm -hmm. because ultimately there are things that need to be done, but it's giving you the freedom where you can pick, get into the position you want to do. It's something that you, you do because you love doing and not something you're doing because you have to do it. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. You know, I, uh, I know a buddy that would love to open up his own uh, mechanic shop but he can't because his wife requires some pretty expensive beds and he stays at his job because of the benefits. And it, it, that, that, that kind of sucks. Yeah. And I get it and it's dutiful and I, I love him for it, but imagine being able to not have to worry about that because you're able to, to, to rise above that struggle. And, and, and I'm not saying for a second, someone quit the job as soon as they start doing these, but, but recognize no. <laughs> I mean, recognize there are, as you say, when you've got a certain income level coming in and you may not necessarily love the job, but, but recognize what it's helping you get to. And if you've got, hey, you need to put in this much time to build these certain steps. And once you're at that point, now you can choose. I mean, at that point, you might turn around and you might love your job again. Yeah, that's true. When you don't have to do it, um, what's there's an old saying: "It's not get rich quick; it's get rich slow." But I'd rather get get rich slow than not get rich at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but truly, that that's what it is. I mean, it's strategies. It's it's boring if you don't want to save a whole buttload of money and pay off your mortgage super fast. It's riveting if you have a mortgage that's um, weighing on your mind. And interest rates are starting to freak you out a little and you don't know what to do. Um, everybody should absolutely be on this. And, and I'll, t I'll take a step back as you say, hey, it's not, it's not about getting rich quick. I mean, sometimes there are opportunities coming your way that where, I mean, we're not talking about taking your entire nest egg, putting into something, but if an opportunity came your way and, hey, you need $10,000. And you talk to friends of yours who said, yeah, they invested $10,000. And I'm sure everyone knows someone where this, this was, a, they hear this story about, well, this person went in, they put in $10,000 and two years later, because of what they put it into, it's worth $2 million. Mm -hmm. And part of it is 
there are opportunities we all see at different points in your life. And wouldn't you rather be in a position where you actually can legitimately look at the opportunity because you have the means to actually, to actually partake in it. Oh, I see saying, what you're I, doing. I see yeah. where you're going. Okay. Yeah. And, and, oh, you and lost so, you so, stru- so, yeah. So structuring things <laughs> such that, such that, okay. Cause the, the, the worst, the worst thing in life is having a phenomenal opportunity, but you're just, Hey, listen, I can't do it because I'm living paycheck to paycheck. But you know what? A hundred percent. Do you know how many people I've heard say, especially like the older generations in my family, I had the opportunity to buy this property back then. It's worth a couple million dollars now. Yeah. Who hasn't heard an uncle or an aunt or a grandfather say that? And imagine if they had the legacy, they'd be able to pass down to you now. Yes. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. Um, Sorry, you totally lost me for a minute when you started talking about the 10 grand, but now you brought me back with like, hey, they didn't have 10 grand on hand to go buy that property. That was only worth 10 grand back then. Yeah. But, 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 but that's exactly it. It's, it's a lot of people pass up opportunity just because they don't have the means to make it happen. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not saying that by doing this tomorrow, you're going to have the means to make it happen, but you take the few steps and in a couple of years, you're in a position where, yeah, you've got the means now. And I'm not saying you jump on the opportunity. You want to make sure you analyze it, make sure it's the right move, but at least you you can legitimately look at it and say, yeah, this is something that if the, if these things line up for me, yes, I will go on this as opposed to just, you know, I can't even look at it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it is nice to be able to put some money away, but not only as you're putting money away, paying down the mortgage, not worrying about the interest as much because that's not as high. And then, yeah, new opportunities where you can start to invest and start to take advantage of stuff like that. Um, and we don't tell you where to invest. That's just saying that you can go find that stuff. That's not what we want to tell you. Just giving you the opportunity to put money in that you can start getting your money to work for you and get supplemental income so that, you know, we all see what's happening with inflation. We all see the prices going up the grocery store. We all see the prices, of the gas pumps getting ridiculous. You know, something that my, my, my cousin and I were driving the other day, we saw gas for $1.80 uh, a liter. And he's like, wow, that's cheap. And I can't believe I said that's cheap. <laughs> so, I mean, more stuff that we can do to, to, to prevent uh, money going at the door is amazing. But paying your mortgage off as soon as possible is huge. And I think now is the time to really get that message out there. JT, um, I think we should wrap it up, buddy, because I really want to give people the information where they can go get this and when it's happening. When's, uh, when's the event? It is July, uh, July the 14th, noon. It's a virtual event, so you can do it from the comfort of your, be it office, be it home, wherever you happen to be that day. JT, I'm going to do this uh, because I know I shouldn't. You're smiling at me like it's a $49 event. Uh, typically, you have done it for uh, much more. Um, but if you're a listener to the podcast, we want to give you the opportunity to listen to it for free. So, uh, wherever you're finding this, whether it's YouTube or Spotify or any of that, we're going to put the link in the description for VIP passes that you can, uh, come out, reserve your spot for free again. What, what was that date, Jonathan? July the 14th, 12 noon. That's Eastern standard time or Eastern daylight time. We're on now. <laughs> I don't even know how you know that. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are on daylight savings time yeah are we it just never i'm not i'm yeah. not even getting into this conversation jonathan anything you want to say to wrap it up oh just uh i mean 
Always a pleasure speaking with you, Jeff. Of course, everyone tuning in. Thank you very much for tuning in. We wouldn't be doing it without you guys listening. And um, hey, it's really excited about this event. Really excited about this strategy. It's something that uh, that has given me a new life back in this business. I feel more invigorated now than I have in a while as far as as wanting to get this message out just because it can really, truly help people and change their financial futures. Awesome, buddy. Well, as always, thank you for uh, coming on here and sharing your massive amounts of knowledge, your your cornucopia of knowledge. Cornucopia, is that the right? Yeah, whatever. You're a smart guy. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> appreciate you. <laughs> And we really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for making it to the end. And as a reward, like I said, that uh, normally $49 for the passes on this virtual event. Uh, it's on Eventbrite. We're going to put the VIP passes to get it for free down in the description. Check it out there. Uh, you can also go to guidetothegrind.com. Learn more about it. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic day. And we will see you soon.